This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Dumb Nerds podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins, and today we have on Dhruv Singh, and we're going to talk all about Muhammad Ali. Dhruv is a hilarious comedian in Los Angeles. You can check him out at UCB on the Herald team, Rococo, and the new mod team, Mr. Bird. And you can also hear him as DJ Blue Dream on the podcast Too Effing High with James Mastriani. He's great. Muhammad Ali's great. We get into all about Muhammad Ali's life and what he fought for and how great and cool he was with being controversial and how much he inspired Dhruv. It's a it's a thinker, guys. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I'd like to read a five-star review we got from Corey Webb. Corey says, I was dumb and a nerd. And then I listened to this podcast and learned things. And now I'm smart and a nerd. But the podcast is still great, even though I'm not dumb anymore. Wow, Corey. This podcast cures dumbness. Who would have thought it? And if you want to leave a five-star review, I will read your review on the air. And give you a shout out. How cool is that? Just go on to iTunes, rate and review this podcast. Now let's get into Muhammad Ali with Dhruv Singh. Ready to get into it? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome, Drew. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Um, let's let's get right into it. Why uh, why Muhammad Ali? Oh, why? Okay. Um, he's a. Uh He's just a, a, I think I just, he's a real personal hero of mine in, in a lot of different ways. I think mm-hmm. not not just in the ring and, you know, his career as a boxer, which people know about very yeah. famously, of course, but even outside of the ring, just standing up for his beliefs, I think. Yeah. And yeah. not all of them are beliefs that I necessarily agree with or mm-hmm. we, you know, we, uh, I don't know, still as a society, even all agree with all of them, but a yeah. lot of them I do. And a lot of them yeah. more than anything, I think, um, were ahead of his time, you know, yeah. stood up against the Vietnam war. Yeah. He, that was a big thing. Yeah. Huge thing. Gave up three years of the prime of his career yeah, for it. Um, they faced took his imprisonment. Title and... They took his title. They stripped him off it. They, yeah. He was in exile, basically. He wasn't allowed to leave the country to box. He wasn't allowed yeah. to box in the country. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to do his career at, at the three most prime years of a boxer's yeah. life. And he still has one of the greatest boxing records of all time. Yeah. I don't know. He's, uh, I, I love him for that. I think I, his humor... Um, he's yeah, kind he's of the inventor <laughs> of rap in a way, especially battle rap. Yeah, he, like his trash talking, his trash talking, his poetry. Yeah. He would write. He was, I mean, he was a he was a poet. He wrote he wrote mm-hmm. spoken word poetry that he <laughs> that that was braggadocious and great. His public persona, um, even his uh, you know, his post is is even him in retirement after his career. I've read he's got a he's got a he, he wrote down he wrote a lot of poetry even after yeah, that. One of his daughters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and still his perspective was, um, I don't know, amazingly life-affirming, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think the cool thing, too, is like after he was done, he was still big on like, like now I'm going to like serve people and give back. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he, in a huge way. And, and never like felt sorry for himself, which I yeah. think is just, I don't know, the way he lived his life, I think was very uh, inspirational to me. Yeah. 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 And uh 
were you a fan of him growing up or was this more of a recent? No, I mean, I knew of him, obviously. Yeah. And you knew of him because of he was an amazing self-promoter himself. Like yeah. He called himself the greatest at every turn. He <laughs> yeah. famously said, I called myself the greatest before I even knew I was, which uh-huh. I think is a great way to live your life. You know, yeah. just sort of affirm yourself before <laughs> you are a thing. I mean, that's how that's the yeah. that's the right way to do it. I mean, that's opinion. that's confidence, and yeah, that's confidence. And he, yeah. but he, and he, like, I think I did. So I didn't know about him as much as I grew when I grew up. The time I, the thing that really switched in my head for me when I became a, a sort of lifelong fan was probably the documentary When We Were Kings. Okay. There's a number of Ali documentaries, and I've seen almost all of them, and they're all good. But When We Were Kings is by far and away one of the best. It's it's exclusively about the Rumble in the Jungle fight, his fight against George Foreman in 1974. Oh, in Africa? Yes, yeah. in, uh, in Zaire. Uh, and it's, um, it's an... It's just an unreal good documentary. It's yeah. you can't believe it's real when you watch it. It's I'll, it's phenomenal. I'll that, have to check it out. I, yeah, I watched a couple before you came over. Oh, you did. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. And one I watched was uh, it was ESPN's. Oh right, like a thirty for thirty. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Well, I haven't it, seen that one. Was, oh wait, I have seen that one. It was cut really yeah. weird. It's like it's yeah. like forty two minutes is for an yes, hour, yeah, like yeah. for his birthday. They might have made one after he passed away, mm-hmm. but it literally felt like. It was like teasers. It was just like stories of like, and then yeah. this happened and jumped and jumped. I think the problem with his life is so rich and varied and, yeah. and interesting is that the the thing about When We Were Kings, it's just one fight. So there's so much footage from just yeah. one year or less yeah. than a year in Ali's life. Mm-hmm. And you really get to, you feel like you really get to know the man. Yeah. Because you spend so much time watching him train, watching him talk, watching him yeah. live, you know. Yeah. Um, him and George Foreman too, who, who I also have a lot of respect for. But it, it's, yeah. one those, it's one of those, it's one of those documentaries that... Um, it just does what a great documentary should do that it paints a really strong picture of the political and social climate of the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the fact that Ali grew up in the Jim Crow South you know what I mean he was yeah, a, he Louisville, was a, Kentucky right yeah, yeah. exactly he, he was he was a black man in Louisville in the in the 50s and 60s growing up yeah. which is not an easy time no. <laughs> or or area to be yeah. black at that mm-hmm. at that time period then he was a very outspoken Muslim mm-hmm. in that a day and, and age, which more to, extreme, exa- yeah. today that's something that there's so yeah. much Islamophobia. Like imagine, imagine being that in the in the sixties. I yeah. mean, he and and still stood up against all sorts of bigotry. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Anyway, I highly recommend One We Were Kings. If you haven't, it's also incredibly inspirational for many different yeah. reasons. But it's um, it's just a great documentary. It's a little hard to find. I think I had to like track down the DVD somewhere online. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I recommend it. Yeah. 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 I mean, and just from that documentary and the other one I watched, like just the like the five minutes of like some of the biggest fights he right. dealt with, like yeah. is, yeah, insane. Like and yeah. uh, my grandfather really liked boxing growing up, but I was always like, why are you watching people hurt each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then like like watching the documentaries and understanding like the sport behind it and like it is a lot. Like it seems a lot of psych, like psychological. It's a lot, yeah. Especially yeah. with Ali, the way he was yeah. an incredibly scientific boxer. The way when we were kings again to go back to it, it paints yeah. a great, great uh, just picture of how scientific he was in in, in his. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but in the <laughs> rumble in the jungle fight, uh, he he is. Um, 
He, it's uh, boxing in general. It's not. It's not something I do, or I. I felt <laughs> yeah, the same yeah. way. I was never a big sports guy, even growing up. I, okay. I was never great at playing sports or, or even watching them much. Yeah. I watched. I, I grew up in Mumbai in India, so I'd watch cricket because that was you that know. That was the sport. Everyone watched it, watches that in India, and I was. In, I liked it occasionally, but I. I never. I was never a fanatic you were about never it. Like I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying home watching the game. No, never. Yeah, yeah. And some of my friends Are, were. They yeah, love like people, yeah. especially in India. It's a religion that yeah. that sport. But boxing, <laughs> but learning about it afterwards, I mean, it's the most primal of sports, right? You're literally paying yeah. two people to kill each other on stage. Yeah, You're yeah. watching. That's the tragedy of it as well. Yeah. And the irony that was not lost on Ali, which he, he's oft, often commented on, and he often commented yeah. on that of um, that fact. He, uh, But it is a sport that is very rare in that it requires both unbelievable amounts it, it taxes your aerobic system and that it's yeah. uh it requires stamina long-term mm-hmm. stamina several rounds and yeah high amounts of uh anaerobic tension like it, it requires sudden explosive power and, and speed yeah yeah almost no sports combine the two in that equal dose you know what i mean you yeah. either have marathon running or you have sprints so sprints, you have yeah. you know yeah um that makes sense like football it's like just watching bombs go off. Like, yeah, you're watching bombs go off. Yeah, a little short. Yeah, exactly. Basketball is kind of like you're just basketball's longer. Soccer is a bit of a longer, yeah. you know, a yeah. bit of a, a stamina thing. Boxing is one of those where you have to have that, but you also have to have that kind of explosive power. Yeah, which is where Ali, you know, one of his most famous uh, pieces of verse that he said was float. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah, his yeah. hands can't hit what his <laughs> eyes can't see. Mm-hmm. And the truth, and that's the truth of a great boxer has to be able yeah. to float like a butterfly, do the aerobic part and yeah. then sting like a V by <laughs> being explosive. So yeah, I don't know. It, it gave me his career. I, I do think in general, like in sports and stuff, um, often the personality will bring uh, a lot of attention on the sport. Like Ali really brought boxing alive because he was Ali. Yeah. Boxing yeah. kind of died after him for a bit and then Tyson brought it back. But like there, there's yeah. certain people who will bring mm-hmm. focus to it, you know, like or in football that'll have, or like in tennis, Venus and Serena Williams yeah, yeah. Uh, capture yeah. the world because they're yeah. so great that even people who aren't into that sport watch it, you know. Totally. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger did that for bodybuilding briefly in the 70s yeah, and yeah. then it totally died after him mm-hmm. in terms of, pop- it's still around obviously. Right, I mean, died right. in terms of the uh, mainstream of consumption. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like boxing yeah. today, it's like maybe once every couple of years there'll be like a really big match that yeah. everyone's talking about. And then I just feel like, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of like when people are all into soccer all of a sudden. I'm like, well, I kind of feel dirty being a fan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't really Like a fair weather fan. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, but, but, but like MMA is now taking a lot of that, fo- you know, yeah, Ronda true. Rousey will come on and do a fight and people are like, oh, okay, we've got to yeah. watch this or yeah, Pacquiao or whatever. Yeah. There's always like somebody that kind of gets people talking and yeah, Muhammad Ali, yeah. George Foreman, you know, yeah. yeah, like there's names like that. Mm-hmm. Watching the documentary, I was like, oh, I actually, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know this person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. What was interesting about him is like he did go through periods where people like infamously had attention on him, like mm-hmm. where they were like, oh, this guy. And then other yeah. times where he won them back, you know, he did. And yeah. most of his career, I think he was hated by mm-hmm. mainstream America, but, you know, yeah. by white America is what he called, totally. especially a divided time like that. And he. Yeah. He was loathed, especially when he stood up against doing the Vietnam War. And the interesting thing about it, he has, uh, Ali has a great autobiography called The Greatest. And it may be a memoir. I don't know if the mm-hmm. technical term is, but he it, he wrote it 
shortly after his boxing career, I think in the late seven, early eighties. Okay. Uh, so he hadn't got you know full blown Parkinson's yet and stuff. So it's not yeah. a full memoir of his life like he had later. Yeah. But he in it he. Um, uh, uh, what were you just saying? I'm sorry. I totally oh, lost my uh, oh, about how like he was, he went through periods where, yes, he was where he was hit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And in, in, in it, he talks about how, which I didn't know this part of like, he was, he was so loathed by people after the, uh, after the standing mm-hmm. up against Vietnam, they called him a draft dodger and stuff like that. Yeah, they called yeah. him way worse words, obviously yeah. that, uh, you know, all sorts of slurs. And he was actually offered by the by the board they were like look we'll just say yes we'll send you you won't have to even go to vietnam you'll oh. be in a camp here it'll be cushy you'll just yeah. train your little boot camp you can box still you can it was basically yeah. like sign this contract so that everyone in america we'll thinks that out. you're good yeah but he believed so strongly against the war he said yeah. there's, there's no i i have no quarrel with no Viet Cong. he said like yeah. he said he yeah. believed so strongly against that he said he stood up against it faced complete exile from boxing faced imprisonment yeah um basically gave up his career took all that you know public hate just for his beliefs and i think that that that's a whole nother level of respect i think that totally that's i have for very inspiring yeah like yeah i feel like it's so easy to take the to take the easy he was being offered it it too he was being offered the most cushy but just people will still think he went to war he won't have to go to war at all which is the most like he basically had it, it that's literally you know, uh, I mean, I feel like in in our lives, probably we come up come up against places where the devil's offering you a deal. Yeah, that was the devil out. Offering, selling <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could have done yeah, it. Yeah, and I kept mean, boxing, and then kept boxing and been yeah. fine. Like people yeah. thought he did it, but I think the fact that he stood up against it is what makes him, in my opinion, yeah, earning his title, the greatest, long after he's gone. Which is that's. It's way beyond the ring. He yeah. stood for something way more yeah. than that, you know. Um, yeah, and I, know. I, I saw a clip of like Martin Luther King Jr. like mm-hmm. standing up for him, and yeah, it's just amazing because I'm like, uh, I don't think I've seen any clip of Martin Luther King Jr. coming out to stand up for something. Yeah, it's like he's doing his speeches and preaching. People and rallied for him hard after that yeah. because it was it was a you know I mean he uh, Ali was friends with Malcolm X briefly. They yeah. had a falling out because he was with uh, he he was a follower of Elijah Muhammad of the Nation of Islam and mm-hmm. Elijah Muhammad had a falling out with Malcolm X and yeah. uh, Ali follows suit. I mean there's a lot of you know he had a, there's a lot drama. of connections and he, <laughs> a lot of connections with a very important time in history with yeah. Ali specifically. Yeah, um, which is what makes him so I don't know. There's something so fascinating about. The man, and then the fact that he could back up all that talk in the ring yeah. makes him a champion. You know that yeah. that's the part that where you go. Well, he had one of the greatest boxing records ever, also, yeah. and he did all this other <laughs> stuff. I don't know. It's he's no, great. it's amazing. <laughs> he could have just been a very rich, successful athlete. Yeah, and never like stood for a thing for anything. It could have been OJ Simpson. You yeah. know, like like from right, I mean, from right, the OJ. Yeah. If you guys have seen the People versus yeah. OJ, mm-hmm. right? I feel like in that documentary, OJ makes a big point of like, I want no part of the struggles of my people. I'm this yeah. is for me alone. Well, I remember, yeah, watching, yeah, when everyone was watching all the OJ stuff last year, yeah, of um his lawyers going into his house and like changing all the artwork. Yes. And yeah. To make it seemed like he's more like, yes, his people. Yeah. I mean, OJ made in America. That's what I meant. That, that seven hour the, documentary. The ESPN one. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is phenomenal. Also another yeah, great they're doc. Both so good. Yeah. They're great. But they're, yeah, you're right. There's so many athletes or yeah. not even athletes, celebrities who completely divorce themselves from a cause. And yeah. for a reason, because your public reputation is on the line as it was right. for Ali. Yeah. But I just love that he, 
didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably growing up in Louisville, yeah. working class and everything, it's like he really remembered his roots. Yeah. You know? And like knowing like, I don't know, I think there's something really amazing about being a working class person and being like the probability of you ever getting out of working class is like so small. Right. And here he is, he has this gift and he's, you know, lifted up and like revered Yeah, and he did good. He remembered where he came from. He did. That people, yeah. struggled, you know. And I think he also like with Ali, I know there's, there's a specific moment in his autobiography where he talks about a moment that brought that consciousness to him he uh he was a golden gloves champion and then he went off to the olympics in rome and he won for mm-hmm. america he won a medal at 18 right at 18 i believe yeah, yeah pretty young years old before he, yeah before he was professional before <laughs> yeah. he was pro- and then he came back uh, to louisville went to a restaurant uh and it was it was a, like probably a whites only restaurant yeah, or that was yeah. the implied thing mm-hmm wasn't served a hamburger they said he had to get out a bunch of like bikers mean mugged yeah. him he had a, a kind of a, him and his friend had a had a real tussle with uh yeah. with these like this white biker gang outside mm-hmm. and that's when he sort of realized like oh i can have a, and he had a gold medal on him he yeah. won it for his country and he wasn't served a hamburger and to him that was like oh the divides are so strong yeah that if he doesn't stand for his beliefs he's just gonna be you know, there he's yeah. going to be their boy. He's going to be yeah. he's going to be the uh, uh, he's going to still be servile to the system rather right, than right. his own individual. Yeah. And I think that was a big turning point for him of like, oh, I, I'm gonna. This is about this is not about being their champion. This is about being my own kind of champion. Yeah. And I think that's I don't know. I think that's admirable. Yeah, no, I think that's incredible. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if that didn't happen and yeah, just, like came back and just got to hang out with like the great club, like right. you know, be a part of the if he'd, club if he'd been a white athlete at that time, he would have, you know, yeah. that's how, that's it how they, if he'd won that. been an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of white athletes go back <laughs> and it's like, man, you're celebrating. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It, it does make, I mean, I guess the part of why I love Muhammad Ali obviously is, I mean, obviously like I, you know, you need role models of any kind, but I think totally. that, and I'm not saying he's perfect. His personal life, he had some, you know, he had some messy yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. as, as many, uh, <laughs> as many accomplished people do. But he also, I think that's something I just think about in terms of like comedy or art or anything yeah. is that who are you playing it for? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't like the fact that he was eventually just like, I don't need to impress them yeah. yeah by being there. i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be my own kind of champion is an important i don't know that's always that's no, made I me think, think a I lot think that's really important because i think yeah and maybe comedy or acting or whatever is like a lot of people are just like like me cast yeah me, you know? and it's like and you don't see that many people come up and like own who they are and they'll be like this is what i got yeah i know it's great yeah if you don't want it bye yeah you know exactly oh there's yeah. a i was a big nerd and i brought um, <laughs> the greatest, his autobiography. Oh, but there's awesome! A, there's a part in it that pertains to this that I remember marking up. Because yeah, I like it so much. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, tell I'll pull out a quote that I was thinking of. Oh, you got one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. I'll tell um, you. Um. Oh yeah. So in regards to like you know owning your craft and being the best at it he's like i hated every minute of training but i said don't quit suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion exactly which i love yeah i, I love I mean, work ethic <laughs> i think that's the that's the it's not about 
Um, yeah, it's like he doesn't. You don't have to love the training. Yeah, got to do it. I think you know? that's like nice to be remembered. Of like, yeah. great people being like, yeah, I did the work to get where I was. Yeah, and it wasn't fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I fully agree. He's just he, his his vision was always so strong. I think of the yeah. end result. In in when we were kings, to go back to that great movie, there's many clips of him training and watching him train is because he pushes the hell out of that. He had a famous thing of like when he did sit up, someone asked him how many sit ups he does. And he says, and he said like a high number that day. And they were like, wow, he did like 120 sit ups. He's like, Oh no, I did way more than that. I only started counting once it started hurting. Wow. And I think that's a great way to train, yeah. right? Like once wow. you start training, that's when, um, okay. So this is the quote. So this is him. This is something he wanted to say. Um, to Floyd Patterson, but he never did. He, he, he he had a very brutal, some people say he was almost, uh, you know, he, he frequently, he always heckled his opponents well before he he heckled them in verse. He heckled them in interviews. Mm -hmm. He always got them riled up. It was partly a thing to build up publicity. So the, the gate would sell out, uh, you know, because people wanted to see him beat. There was one story of him, like driving into someone's yard. Like he is Sonny Liston's. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He drove into Liston. This was, this was the first this was before he was the world heavyweight champion. In wow. 64, he, he was a young kid, yeah. 20, 21, something like that. Oh and he wanted to, he declared that he would be world, the champion. Yeah. Liston was like an undefeated, like heavy, like just un, like an unbelievable, you know what I yeah. mean? This monster in the world of boxing. That's no one amazing. could take him down. Yeah. And Ali kept challenging him. He drove to his yard. He riled him up. The whole yeah. idea being Liston had been in prison before. And the one thing Ali, this is what I mean by his scientific psychological mind. Yeah. The one thing Liston could take anyone. He could punch anyone down. He could do whatever. The one thing Ali knew Liston couldn't deal with because he'd seen them in prison was someone who was crazy, a crazy person. Yeah. And Ali just showed up like he showed up at Liston's gym while he was training. There's this clips of it online. You can see him. And it's and Liston like goes wild. He's about to beat him up and a bunch of people have to yeah. pull Ali away yeah. from him because he's just yelling stuff at him. Showed up at his yard. He just became a crazy person. And then in an unbelievable upset in the world of boxing, no one thought he could do it. He, yeah completely shook up the world and took Liston down and became the champion at that young age. Um, amazing. Yeah. So this is the quote. So he was going to, he wanted to say this to Floyd Patterson, but uh, he never said, but this is what he wrote in his, in his autobiography. I think it's great. Just speaking to what we were talking about, about who you're doing it for. He said, um, but it was not you that I was trying to beat a knockout. It was those backing you. I was talking back to them. I was saying, I am America. Only I'm the part you won't recognize. But get used to me. Black, confident, cocky. My name, not yours. My religion, not yours. My goals, my own. Get used to me. I can make it without your approval. I won't let you beat me. Um, yeah. and I mean, there's more. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more in that paragraph. But, but I like. I just like the sentiment of that. Of like, yeah, it's about... I love that the confidence of that. Yeah. It's like just get used to me. And I think he yeah. did he did do a lot to change the landscape of America totally. socially and culturally. Yeah, you know? I mean if like I wouldn't be surprised if he woke up every morning and like that was in his head. Yeah. Get used to me. Like yeah. you know, like before he walked out the door, yeah. it's like, get used to me. I'm I'm part of America as much as you are. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. It's time to recognize <laughs> exactly. my people. Yeah, I'm not going to be in your the place you put for me in society, yeah. you know, which yeah. is especially, I mean, it's still, it's not like race relations in America are amazing now because they're <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, obviously. Yeah. They're just more cloaked over, I think, where we, yeah. we try not to, everyone tries to put a happy face on it. But, yeah. but especially in those days, I mean, he was absolutely put on his place, in, uh, you know, legally, people were legally allowed to discriminate. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's know. what's insane is because like, yeah, we obviously, we didn't live through that time. So it's yeah. hard to gauge like have things gotten better or unfortunately is it just like 
Yeah, like, because I know 90s was very, like, colorblind. Like, right. I don't see color. But yeah. Now we're like, no, no, no. We need to, like, look and see how yeah. our socioeconomic background, like, minimizes people. Yeah, and exactly. It does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it just, yeah, it just gives me a lot of perspective i guess and it, yeah. and also i'm saying that this is i mean you've i, I take all this with a grain of salt because i'm someone i'm a i'm an indian dude who didn't grow up in america you know what i mean so i have yeah. a different perspective on it but coming totally, as an yeah. as an immigrant basically in this country i feel yeah. like i've 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 seen stuff from uh, one side of the issue right and there is certainly there is discrimination in a way that's more covert than it was in ali's day mm-hmm. you know but there weren't like there were literally people at every boxing match yelling the n word at him at you know at, yeah, at rooting yeah. for him to go down. I don't think they people would do that anymore, but they'd find other ways to do that yeah, that are not quite yeah. as blatant. You yeah, know what I mean? Even, but I mean, I, that makes me think of Twitter and how like when people are behind a screen, yeah, that ugliness can yeah come the out. anonymity of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, yeah, yeah. When you moved here, like. Did you have like a culture shock bubble of like seeing how racism like played out in America? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think so. Just because growing up in India, it's mostly Indian people. And, you know, I grew up in Bombay, which is very it's now called Mumbai. But then it was Bombay, where which is very um, uh, I would say cosmopolitan. Ooh, oh, sorry. Damn, <laughs> My cat just scared you. <laughs> Cassie's cat just <laughs> leapt on the table. It was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, hi, Kitty. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi. Um, um that's really funny um can i pet you no, no. yeah he's he won't he smells like smell my fingers. Yeah. okay this is his uh muhammad ali like psychological game <laughs> yeah, ali this is his place yeah i mean that leap was very yeah yeah uh, out of nowhere yeah jumping in the ring. um yeah I, I did have that a little bit i mean um uh, everyone has like just a, a catalog of of like there's obviously differences right. culturally and there were there were some things that definitely i i definitely was conscious of a unspoken hierarchical system a little bit wow you know of yeah, like yeah, yeah. not just racially but yeah people are you you're put in roles a little bit you totally. know put in roles yeah um i i was definitely conscious of that then again i was conscious of a different sort of gender system where in in india it's progressive especially in bombay mm-hmm. but it's not as progressive as america as far as which is great in america yeah. and there's still a long ways to go obviously totally. the wage gaps happening and all that stuff mm-hmm. so so there's there's differences all over yeah. the place you know oh, what i yeah. mean yeah um but i think that if, that's affected in the world like we growing up we consumed so much american media as the whole world does like that's yeah. the that's mm-hmm. the america is still the primary cultural exporter in terms of like yeah. movies and tv shows right. and stuff they're consumed all of friends is in every the almost friends. every country in the world you know yeah. what I mean, growing yeah. up so um, yeah and just by watching yeah. what's on tv reflects how our society is you yeah know, i think especially so especially in la i mean yeah it reflects how it is and it also changes i think that's that's why the conversation now is yeah. so much about like diversity and stuff like that i don't i think it's just because that it does affect yeah what people think of you know what i mean like totally yeah like i mean uh i just went back i did an episode with uh charlie mahalik on mm-hmm. terminator and mm-hmm. i'd never seen terminator so i went back and watched all these like 80s action and i was just like oh yeah i forgot like how like 80s sexism is different from today's yes. sexism <laughs> absolutely and also like uh like 
yeah, the diversity in the cast. Yeah. Oh, every like villain people. is a Middle Eastern like yeah. weirdo oh, yeah. or or a, like yeah. yeah, who's played by a white guy with yeah. an accent. But, and then but in the yeah. second one, there was one black guy and he ended up dying. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, it so was very like serving the the white male hero. Yeah, know? of course. Yeah. The same, which is still you know the Great Wall was came out of a little <laughs> while ago or like all these like or, or just you know Ghost in the Shell being like, well, the audience won't identify with a yeah. Japanese hero, so we need Scarlett right. Johansson. There is this, yeah. I think there are cultural ideas of like, you know, or just I was very conscious coming to college where I was like, oh, the Indian accent just because of stuff like Apu and stuff is a punchline. It's not a, mm, it's not a yeah. perspective from which people yeah. hear a perspective. Ha, 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 I'm it's doing like, a funny accent. yeah, it's yeah. funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, or st- yeah. Just stuff like that, that is was interesting. Weird. Yeah, yeah, stuff <laughs> like that's very cool. And that comes from a cultural thing. It comes from yeah. just like, well, of, of course, it's from what they're you're fed watching. watching and yeah. I have the same several blind spots that come from what I grew up watching. It mm-hmm. took a long time to even understand some of that and some of them I still have and some of them I've like worked through where I'm like oh <laughs> yeah. that's just like a patriarchal thing I've read a lot about or yeah. watched a lot on TV and that's why I believed it it's not true you yeah. know and so. I think that's great because I think last year I think like that kind of came to the consciousness is just how afraid people are of just being called racist or sexist yeah there's a lot so of fragility defenseness yes right away and now I, I'm hoping people are getting more of like oh that. That that thought I just had was racist, yeah, or, racist or whatever, and being like, yeah. that's, but that doesn't, that's not my identity. It's like, oh, this is part of the culture I'm in, like, yeah, like you'd hope so, it, but not, yeah, like, because I feel so, like, yeah, last year just with the election, and everything, mm-hmm. how so many people that supported Trump are like, I'm not racist, I'm not this, mm-hmm. I'm not, and. Yeah, Mimo was just staring you. Yeah, down. I know, I know. <laughs> really staring me right in the eyes. This is like psych me out. He's like, like you want crazy? I go give you crazy. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think that's a good point. And, and you know, to, to to bring it back to Ali, I think that's why it's important to have prominent public figures yeah. take a stand on stuff like yeah. that, despite the tide being against it. Like I think yeah. the tide is the tide is the system. The tide is the mm-hmm. mainstream saying this is the way it is. And yeah. then you need people to say, Nope, this yeah. is this is what I people in power, power who, are, yeah. who are willing to face all to, all sorts of heat like Ali yeah. was. Um, which is a hard thing to do. It's not easy to Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I think even if you are powerful, you're like, well, people maybe more powerful mm-hmm. can take this away from me. You know, exactly. Like, I think uh, yeah, I don't know. I think of like maybe writers who like say something outspoken and then all of a sudden like people are like, okay, we hate you now. We're not going to support you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when you're Muhammad Ali, it's like, I'm the greatest fighter in the world. You're, you want to see me in the ring. Yeah. You Cause people wanted to see him get beat up. That's that. He knew that he knew that he was wow. like, if I'm hated, that's okay. They'll still come watch my fight. Cause then they will be yeah. 99% of the audience cheering on for me to get, to be killed. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be better than the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. And that happened. The, the thing about him that I love too, is that despite all that hate, the humor was still very present. Like there's a mm-hmm. passage in the greatest that he talks about, um, his fight against Ken Norton, where mm-hmm. this was shortly after all the controversy and everyone was rooting for him, was like hated him, was rooting wow. for him to die. They yeah. were, and they, Ken Norton was known as sort of the, uh, um, the, the great white hope. He was black, but he was known as the white America's champion, you know, wow. to them. Interesting. And so mm-hmm. they fought, he lost that fight to Norton, one of the few losses in his career. Mm-hmm. Norton broke his jaw wide open, yeah. uh, like broke his jaw in, in a fight, the most brutal possible thing to happen. Oh right. Yeah, and yeah. he had people, there were people cheering, uh, saying, get that N word, like all oh sorts of God. slurs yeah. as they were walking off the ring with his jaw broke. His wife at the time, Belinda, 
um passed out in shock like she she had to she, she, she had to be taken yeah. to hospital she went crazy like she was shaking and she was crazy she had, yeah, she had to go to the hospital the love of her life probably die yeah probably know, like, possibly yeah. die yeah and so she was passed she, she she passed out whatever they they were in the hospital ali was in a, a room in the hospital he, he he came to with his like jaw wire chat and stuff um they were uh, uh they, they immediately organized this thing the other side the promoters where ken norton came to his room and they took a picture with uh-huh. Ken Norton doing a thumbs up near Ali's broken jaw oh for like God. magazines, yeah. they put like cover of every magazine. Everyone, especially in like uh, everyone white in America, was yeah. so fucking happy that this wow. had happened. Yeah, and then Ali woke up and really he was like, "Oh, I got to see my wife." She was in a different hospital room, who was you know also being kept there. Yeah, he got up. And he had to find the doctors all said he had to stay. He said, no, no, I got to go see her. He gets out of his room. He walks over like across the hospital to, the, to her, yeah. to her room, goes in there. And uh, she was kind of, you know, catatonic on the bed, but uh, so he wakes her up or yeah. whatever and uh, smiles at her with his like teeth and jaws all <laughs> wired and goes, it's Dracula, baby. And that to me was such a like at this moment of. You know, most people would fold and crumble, yeah. but he his humor was That's still awesome. all alive. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that about him. Yeah. I think that that was so evident. That's one of the things I dislike about the movie Ali, the Michael Mann, mm-hmm. it's Michael Mann, right? And Will Smith a movie, yeah, which it yeah. gets some things good, but I just feel Will Smith's performance. And he's such a funny guy, Will Smith. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. <laughs> but I just feel he lost all the humor of Ali mm-hmm. in that movie. It didn't feel yeah. like Ali, you know, it didn't feel like the funny charismatic Ali that I that yeah. I that I think if you watch When We Were Kings or a documentary yeah, or you, you get to see yeah or anytime he speaks like you see yeah. like yeah 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 and that also sounds like that's probably part of his genius is yeah. he doesn't buckle under pressure yeah I think you see so many people uh do for know? yeah he yeah. didn't even at the time when he had just been defeated like he'd yeah. been all his talk had been shown mm-hmm. up to the world and then of course later he 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 fought norton again and won that was his goal every time yeah. he lost the fight which was very few times yeah his immediate his his eyes immediately went to the next time he could yeah beat them, and then usually know? he'd beat him like two or three more times yeah exactly <laughs> just to yeah. show um, um, but that's yeah that, that the interesting thing as well the social conversation is like have you noticed like uh, I mean conversation about so the yeah. the you know uh, society the societal context mm-hmm. um, when someone like dies right especially in our social media age yeah. immediately everyone is like oh, what a hero I loved him but, uh, yeah most people who I saw posting about Muhammad Ali on Facebook would have fucking hated him if he'd been in his prime and oh. they were. They would have been like um, they would have they like would ding dong the witch is dead kind of status update. Yeah, they would have I, I, mo- like most of the people who I saw posting. I'm like just from seeing other yeah. stuff they've posted or knowing their beliefs or hearing yeah. them talk about other celebrities, current people. Yeah, talking about either black celebrities or talking yeah. about people who aren't you know who just aren't whatever they consider the mainstream. Right. They, I feel like they would have hated his beliefs, which is what the irony of it is. Is that that yeah, yeah. Ali was standing up against that yeah. stuff. I don't know. No, I I think there's something incredible about someone being so hated in his prime. And then Mm -hmm. when he passed, like, he's definitely gone down in history as a hero. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even, yeah, people started coming. I mean, once he got Parkinson's, obviously people Mm. started. But it's a little bit of that thing of, like, you know, people started loving him because he couldn't talk anymore <laughs> because because he, yeah. his Parkinson literally robbed him of his yeah. voice his most mm-hmm. prominent the most prominent thing that made Ali Ali went yeah. away from him and suddenly everyone was like oh what a what a sweet gentleman <laughs> if he could talk yeah. I bet he'd still be saying things that pissed him off probably things that I fucking <laughs> love that he he said yeah, yeah. but you know um, I don't know was 
Did he start doing poetry after Parkinson? Is that when he retired? No, he did poetry all the way through his career. He did. Wow. That was how he would battle his opponents. He would do it in yeah. verse. And he has some of the greatest poems. I <laughs> I wish I could play some now. But he... Uh, I, did you see the last High show by any chance? The 420 show? The, uh, I caught the tail end of it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. for the Good Vibes Minute, which is this thing I shared. Yeah. I did a compilation that I made of all these poetry, just yeah. of him talking smack to opponents. I don't know if stuff. I've told you, but the Good Vibes like segment uh-huh. it's my favorite time in the show oh thanks that's it, nice it comes at like the perfect time oh good it's like when everyone's like high but kind of coming <laughs> off the high yeah so yeah. it's not like they're too high they can't really yeah take it in. yeah and it's just like i i just love being in that room because the guttural laugh that happens oh great from Thank like you. the videos you like you show the are silly so stuff. stupid thanks silly. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this is for context for yeah. people listening this is a <laughs> show that i co-host with james mastriani who's the host of it at uh the upright citizens brigade called i'm too effing high once a month yeah um yeah everyone you guys get high the audience gets high yes the, the guests get high. high the whole room gets high yeah yeah, it's been super fun to do. Um, but yeah, that yeah. that's that. So that's, was, I combined some. It, it look some up. Yeah. Like look up all these poetry. I look him up. Like just talking about just talking smack before fights. He's he's unreal. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I'm like too bad we're not big sports people because I wanna. I've recently gotten really interested in like the psychology of sports. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I hear I hear like these like offhanded things of like. Oh, you know, like someone could be a good athlete, but you, when you put them on the pressure, yeah, they can't do it. They're not a clutch they're, player or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, like these, yeah, yeah. those terms yeah. and stuff. And then hearing Muhammad, uh, like his story and how like, yeah, he played these psychological games with his components. Mm-hmm. And like he had one story, I think it was before the the rumble and the jungle mm-hmm. fight, um, where like he was in a room and George Foreman walked in and was just staring him down. Like that was george's play yeah and then muhammad just like got up and was like you're like you're a young idiot i'm wise like you don't know like what you just got yourself into get the fuck out of here basically yeah, yeah. And george like like walked away and left the room and then he looked at his coach and was like i just won round one <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like That's... these chess moves are being made even before getting in the way ring. before the ring yeah like, you want to get like and it makes sense like you want to get your your opponent doubting themselves, afraid of you yes, when they get in there. Exactly. And yeah. I think Ali's, it was a two-pronged approach where it would be for his opponents and it would be for him. Like, yeah. It, uh, I think a big thing he said was like, he would talk all the smack about a game, beca- about a, a game, about a, <laughs> a, a boxing match, because yeah. then if he didn't win, mm-hmm. he would be humiliated. And that's, that was motivation for himself too. To, like, don't embarrass yourself. Yeah, to train harder yeah. than anyone else was like, well, if I'm if I talk all this shit about how I'm the greatest, I gotta be, I gotta yeah. back it up in yeah. the ring. Yeah, um, that's is, that's an interesting uh, tactic. Is like, yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah, flaunting, <laughs> like peacocking, basically, peacocking, in front yeah. of everybody. You'll see it, and uh, I'll yeah. try, I, I can try and pull it up here. Actually, one of his one of his poems, I can play it. You know, I can, you, you yeah, go yeah. here. I'll play it off the mic. <laughs> but he like he 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 um would sometimes do these poems where it was clear he was psyching himself up to an almost mythic degree where he was like making himself himself feel like he was, you know, a myth. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you what I mean exactly. I'll pull up. Uh... I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone. 
Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And he talks about being fast. Like, I'm fast, fast. Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, was in bed before the room was dark. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, created this yeah. mythic, like, picture yeah. of himself. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, so it was partly for him and it was partly for, you know, his opponents. And yeah. I don't know. That's just very inspirational to me. Like, that, that is rap. He just created. He, well, also, he, like, does any other athlete do that? No, right? no one else slam poetry. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one of the talking heads and when we were kings is Spike. When we were kings, by the way, is, uh, is mm-hmm. from like nineteen ninety six or so. Yeah. But Spike Lee is one of them. And Spike Lee talks about how he was this beautiful specimen. He was handsome, athletic, yeah. eloquent, yeah. well spoken, mm-hmm. stood up for things, and he fused politics and and sports in a way that yeah. no one had ever done before. He was one of a kind. He was the. That's why yeah. he's the greatest. No one has done it since. <laughs> no one has, you know, no one's totally. done it as well as yeah. him. It makes me think um, of. Like athletes hosting Saturday Night Live and right. just being like, it's funny because it's so bad. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, they're yeah. like clearly reading cue cards. Yeah, like, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he, Ali would have been a great Saturday. Night. <laughs> he would, he would have been in the Five Timers Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Not that they yeah. would have had him on, even if uh, in the seventies when SNL was I on. Know. I think they, Fuck. but yeah. <laughs> But um, um, yeah, and it's like go, like watching ESPN when they're interviewing like athletes and stuff. They're yeah. just like it's like when they're playing. Yeah, that's like their genius, and it's like oh my god, I can't take my eyes off them. When you watch them interviewing, it's like their energy, like they're looking at. They're usually looking at the floor. Yeah, it's like yeah, you know, I just went out and yeah. played. You know, <laughs> no, like Ali was known as the Louisville where, Lip not only because he yeah. talked off stage, but he even talked during matches. Like, have you watched? <laughs> yeah, you, the, he, I, he's just talking yeah. the whole time to his opponents. Yeah. <laughs> he's just getting in their heads. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. The uh, George Foreman was talking like very fondly about him and being like, yeah, when he beat me, like right before I lost, he's like, like, is that all you got? And yeah, just like, yeah, that's, that's all. And I George Foreman was a punching machine. Yeah. Like he could, he, he, yeah, it was an unreal, it's unreal how hard he could punch. Like yeah. you, there's, there's scenes in Rumble Kings watching him train. He's so much bigger than Ali. Yeah. And as you, he's, uh, he's boxing with a heavy bag in the scene, which is, if you've ever boxed with a heavy bag, that thing is hard. It's like it's, hitting, Boxing a boulder. Probably. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a whole, uh, he boxes so much that there's like a watermelon sized dent that he wow. creates in it by the time he's done with it. The person yeah. clutching onto it to help him hold it is like falling over <laughs> at that point. It's, it's, yeah. it's an insane sight. Yeah. And Ali was like, is that all you got, George? Like, it, it, and George Foreman and Ali later in life became great friends, which that, is, which is very heartening. I know. Yeah, I love yeah. that too. Cause <laughs> Foreman after that fight went into like a three year depression of just, you know, alone, wow. which is, which happens. I mean, which when you're makes sense, like that's like, yeah. like I was just talking to Kenny Nathan, we were talking about the whole Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerry, yes. yeah. and how like, especially the Olympics is like, you really only have usually one shot to go and get the gold. Yes. And like to have like your young life and like work so hard and then not achieve that. And then, oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You've seen, I've seen when you watch the Olympics, it's heartbreaking to watch the person who's lost the thing. Cause you see all the pain yeah. in, in their yeah. face of a lifetime of yeah. work. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's then such a brutal thing. That that's probably it. Yeah. You know? And then, I mean, most, most athletes, it's like their career span is like much shorter. We're like comedians. Like we could be doing this till the day we die. Hopefully. We yeah. To, yeah. You know, though, as like um, the, as far as performing goes, as far as actors goes, there's still sweet spots you want to hit. Yeah, right. Like in, yeah. in terms of like, but even, but even then it's like, even then it's like, okay, oh, okay. Now I'm no longer like 
the young college type. Yeah, then you have way like, more now leeway. I'm, now I'm the dad type. Exactly. You know? the, yeah, the you have uh, you have way more leeway. But where... in terms of like, uh, in terms of being a certain kind of star on a certain yeah, level, yeah, right? It's like just unlikely or whatever. It's like now it's like okay, now I can be a character. Actor yeah, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not that it fucking matters. Like yeah, yeah. everyone uh, pick the career. You know, yeah. The take um, take what take go where your career takes you. But totally. I still feel like. Yeah, athletes have such a small window. Yeah, and we'll, it's uh, absurd. Yeah, and with Muhammad Ali like hitting that point where everyone's like, "Hey, man, it's you're done." Yeah, and he's like, "No," and went and did that last like yeah match, which everyone yeah. said it was like the saddest thing to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's like, but he had to. I think he just had to realize. That he was human. He had to know? do it for like, himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He said that too after getting pocket, just his way of putting a spin on everything that I've, the, what I, you know, his attitude was always mm-hmm. so positive in, in certain, in certain regards. Yeah. Uh, after he got Parkinson's too, he said something like, yeah, I think he, he was like, I, Allah gave me this disease to show me that I'm not number one. He is or something. Yeah. He was like, oh, great. Good, good way yeah. to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, he was, but though even like Rumble in the Jungle, that fight was one where people said he was past it because he'd come out of retirement. And he yeah, was like he was 32, 32 former was 24 in his yeah. prime. And, you know, that's it's an unusual, yeah. he wasn't as fast as he was a decade ago. He wasn't as quick. He couldn't be. He was like, yeah. uh, for a boxer, that's, you know, that's not yeah. your prime anymore. Yeah. Um, and he still showed still the world, you know, yeah. he still, or like the people say the Thriller in Manila, the, the fight with Frazier is the, I mean, th- there's no scientific backing on this, and I don't think it's accurate. <laughs> but people were like, "Frazier, that's the fight that gave him Parkinson's." Like he, they beat each other. Both Ali said oh, famously about that fight, he was yeah. like, "Joe Frazier and I both went to Manila as young men, and we came back as old men." Wow. You know, they both they, yeah. they both almost murdered each other on the, uh, yeah. uh, in the in that ring. It was such a brutal fight and so long and so mm-hmm. uh, such boxers at the heights of their yeah. respective respective forms. Um, Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But he still yeah. I don't know, he still had this fire in him, I think, to yeah. to prove himself. Yeah. Um yeah, what are some of the interviews that you've done? Um like is it it's topics and people, right? It's yeah. a mix. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like whatever um people feel like they could you know, like if someone's like, Hey, I don't I don't know anything about Muhammad Ali, like yeah. they would walk away from a conversation with you being like Okay, I know okay, a little I bit. I know some yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great, great. <laughs> yeah, so. it's like my attempt of wanting to have like an NPR show. Yeah. <laughs> but without the expert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but with, yeah, that makes sense. And then with, just making it more like not dry. Yeah. Because you know? sometimes it's like, oh, I really like this topic. Uh, this this expert is amazing and very smart. Yeah. Has never done an interview in yes, their life. Yes, exactly. And, it's not. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like totally. I've heard those. Going back and like re-listening to the last like two minutes and really trying to digest the information. This yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I've heard yeah. a lot of those interviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like Muhammad Ali is. Yeah, he's he's gone down a hero. Like, and yeah, when he died, like it was one of those things where on Facebook it was like. Wow, I didn't realize everyone loved Muhammad. Yeah, Ali, you know? which always happens. It's, yeah, I mean that's like how every every celebrity every death. celebrity death people have to make about themselves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now there's there's nothing wrong with mourning someone's yeah, death. I totally, fully agree with totally. that. But I I am suspicious a little bit when I see people when I saw people posting about Ali's dead and what a hero he was and like 
three days ago saw them defending like the whitewashing of some role in a movie. It's not yeah. the same. It's not comparable at all. Right, I'm not right, saying that right. those are the same yeah. level of even it's racial discrimination yeah, yeah. or anything. But I am like, I don't think you would have agreed with Ali during his life. I don't think you would have agreed with his <laughs> beliefs. I don't think you would yeah. have agreed with him. I just think you're doing this because yeah, like now if you were if you were Facebook friends with him. He would have like ripped you into one in that thread where you're like, yeah. look, like Scarlet, you know, like if you read uh, the ghost, yeah, like comic the, book, it could be played by anybody. Even so though the character's name is Major, <laughs> I forget, I forget it, but yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. distinctly Japanese name. Yeah, uh, not not that that's again the same issue or level of thing, but right. I I just feel like there's um, I don't know, everyone. I think it, <laughs> yeah, it's probably coming from a place of ignorance. Of I like, think so. Of you know, I like. I feel like anytime they cast a comic book hero, like a good example yes. is Spider-Man, you know, yeah. and everyone's like, it, they got to look like the picture. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and exactly. Like how hard it is for someone to be like, no, it's art. Like it could be played by anybody. It's like the director's vision. You know? Yeah. But, but, but specifically, yeah. I think I don't even mind it when it's like, okay, if it's a character that has been written, like if you're, I don't know. I don't mind it when it's like the character is written as a certain like is white or whatever mm-hmm. fine i totally yeah. get it if it's like if it's been so established and I, if I, it's I totally, like integral to the character if it's integral to the yeah. character or it's even like whatever I, I but i just feel like then why is the coin why aren't we allowed why is this other side of the coin not okay like why is a character with a name like and again i forget her name but it was major mitoko i could be yeah, i don't yeah. want to butcher it but <laughs> a japanese name why is that still being so vehemently defended as it being okay that Scarlett Johansson's playing? Right. Her? You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, it goes yeah. both ways. You can't That's you can't true. have it both ways. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, like, you can't be like, oh, no, 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 no. Idris Elba yeah. can't be Bond. Bond is white. Oh, but Scarlett Johansson can be the Japanese yeah, character. No, yeah. no, that's fine. Like, no. So you're just saying everyone should be white in movies? Like, right. No, I don't. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. There's something that to me is uh, hypocritical. I'm probably there's some listeners who disagree, and I'm turning off. But that's okay because <laughs> I'm like Ali, baby. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. <laughs> Um, The Ali of podcasts. Well, also, and it's like, if you look at like the majority of comic book characters, they're probably mostly white. So it's like, let's, we're, we're in an age where we're trying to like give equal representation or at least some of us are attempting or trying to be outspoken by it. Yeah. And I don't, I think it's just, we're in an age where like the internet has given a voice to many people who didn't have one before. And that's making other people a little uncomfortable, (laughs) you know, like. (laughs) Because yeah. you're not used to hearing those voices. That's all. Yeah. We'll get used to it and then it'll be, Yeah. it won't be, it'll never be fine. The world is never, ever going to be all like yeah. this, this idyllic paradise where everyone agrees on things, but right. it will, I and mean, it shouldn't be because that's the fun of yeah. living in a in right. a diverse society. Totally. Um, but it it is, I think it'll just be to a point where these voices won't, people won't be trying to shut up these voices as much. Yeah. I think we are in yeah. an age where people are still a little, it's that fragility thing you were talking about. Everyone's like, well, I'm not, I'm not racist. Yeah, I'm not sexist. Yeah. Like people want to defend it so it has nothing to do with whether I'm racist or not. Exactly. Yeah. It's just this. Yeah. And I, I think that's that's fragility from never being called out on it before. Yeah. No one's been, you know what I mean? Yeah. Certain people have think, never been called out on being yeah. on their race, on their racial bias or their sexism mm-hmm. or their whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's having that aha moment because uh, like what keeps gives me hope during this, all that's happening right now is uh, I remember, you know, eight years ago living in California when Obama got elected uh, gay marriage was voted against. Right. Like, like by 52, 48% yeah. Californians said, nope, gays can't get married. Yeah. I believe I have an opinion whether like gays can get married. Right. And just being like, 
heartbroken of being like, we're in California. I know, this liberal um, stronghold. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And it was ugh. like so like sad. And then yeah. I remember like, yeah, just having friends really upset. We drove uh, up to Sacramento because there was like a rally and like, it was fun. Like George Takai was there and Wanda Sykes. And like, I don't know if you ever saw um, Prop 8, the musical. No, I didn't uh, I'll have to send it to you. It was like while that campaign was happening. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was the composer of like Avenue Q wrote it. But oh, really? Like, okay. But like Jack Black's in it, like a bunch of stars. I think Sarah Silverman's in it. Like it's like a, 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 a like a film show or so. Yeah, it's okay. like I'd say it's like a five minute internet video. Oh, great! Really oh, big. I want to see that. Like, that like it was yeah. them being like, like just <laughs> like voicing common opinions, being like, "Hey, I heard if I vote uh, no on Prop Eight, they're going to teach gay marriage to kindergartners. I don't know how I feel about that." Yeah. And then they would like sing about how that's not true, like yeah. read it and everything. Yeah. Um, and like, so I remember they like were up there and they performed it live, and like, but like the message was being like like the lawyers being like, Hey, we're on our way to like Supreme court. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep fighting. Yeah. We're going to see change. Yeah. And then now being in 2017, like remembering like family members and people that just voted yes. Cause they're like, I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about it. Being like now being like, I don't care. You know, like they're like, it took time. It takes time. It changes. I think the culture helped in terms of like, um, you know, gay marriages, gay relationships got more popular on tv and film more visible grace to now it's exactly and it it wasn't a punchline anymore of like those two people are gay and it was all there are some 90s movies you'll watch and you're just like it's just a punchline just to (laughs) say someone's gay yeah i was just thinking the other day about how i kind of want to go back and watch um ambiguously gay duo on snl oh yeah yeah, yeah. being like i wonder if that would be hard to watch now i wonder yeah funny i wonder too yeah the changing ties (laughs) will change the you know change the 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 way comedy works especially yeah but yeah i do wonder i mean there's stuff we're doing now and are fine with now that'll you know 10 years from now we're like oh god we thought that was funny yeah yeah it's a you know I think ableism is still pretty prevalent. Yeah. I think... Uh, like fat jokes are still okay to fat make. Fat jokes are still okay to make. I think um, the... Asian jokes are like Asian accents. Asian accents, accents Indian accents. Yeah. Like they're still funny accents, you know. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are very funny Indian <laughs> accents. There are very funny ones. Mm-hmm. It's well, just, just like there's funny like white trash accents. Oh, of course. You know? There's funny accents. That, that, yeah, it's not yeah. that there aren't. It's mm-hmm. more just like... I think it's just that no one wants to be reduced to that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not the only facet of a culture. And I yeah. think it's. And yeah, I watching, know. you know, a ton of UCB uh, shows and knowing particular performers that like, you know, I tech ASCAT a lot and, you know, yeah. it's a different variety of cast yeah. members all the yeah. time and come out and be like, okay, I know this person's going to be pushing the line. Like yeah. they're always playing with where that line yes, is. Yes, yes, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what performance yeah. you're in. Or yeah. being like, they're going to do this type of character. Yeah. I liked, and I really like to watch the audience. It's weird. Cause like yeah. if they don't know them and they make that, they say something that's like not PC, it's like instantly. You hear, <gasps> and then it's like, are they going to win them over? Or yeah. are they not? And sometimes they don't, sometimes they yeah. do. And then other times it's like, oh, this person is on a TV show and they're no matter what they do, everyone's it's just gonna like, be ah, loved. Ha, ha. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it is an interesting. Like, that's the big debate in yeah. the comedy world, especially is like comedy is about pushing lines sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, can you ever censor a thing? I don't think you can. I think you can talk about it. Yeah. I, to me, it's always like, what's the intent? You know, if like, yeah. 
I think you can you can push lines. There are yeah. people who make very you know jokes about race, jokes mm-hmm. about really hot button topics like rape, and yeah. still because or they have Trump some or intention, yeah, or yeah. Trump, yeah, anything, and it's about the intention behind it. Some people yeah. can do it, some people can't. Typically, yeah. the people who can do it have so much experience that they have a point of view that's I feel like, more informed. Yeah, the it's, most successful ones, it's like they know how to deliver it the right they know way. How to deliver it, or you know, you know their. You know exactly what their point of view exactly. is when they're saying it. You know I mean, what like, they're, they're punching at. They're making fun of this. They're yeah. Not, they're not really like driving this. Home, yeah. They're know. not punching down at the victim yes. of the of yeah. the of the joke. Yeah. You know, which and it's a hard line. It is hard. Yeah. But I think I think I don't know. It, it's it is a it is a tough debate. Of there's so much gray in it. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've seen moments where someone says something surprising yeah. not PC like to the yeah. point they surprise himself and are like oh fuck I just I did said this grave yeah let's see I gotta lean into it yeah and figure, figure it out on the fly yeah you know? exactly yeah. exactly yeah I think it's um, it's so true it's one of those I don't know I, but I think that's also part of why it's uh, people talk about it like it's a buzzword but it's not really but why diversity is a thing that matters in a sense mm-hmm. because I think you'll get fresh perspectives then yeah and it, everything won't be you know if you have fresh perspectives on stage or on screen or behind the camera or whatever I think you're yeah. just more likely to have scenarios where we're not punching at the same thing over and over you know yeah. or if someone is punching on it they're called out on it and then they have to yeah. I think that's important I just think it's I important. think it is too because I feel I mean I've been in LA for five years now and I'm learning more and more about like how this is a business and how we're trying to make money and how so many people that are in power are usually, you know, a certain type of person and they're just following the money. And they're like, if I cast Matt Damon in the great wall, I'm going to make billions of dollars, you know? And like, uh, and you know, basically give it, the director's going to be a white male. And yeah. Like there's be- what I absolutely yeah. love about that is yeah. that the Great Wall bombed, yeah. uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell bombed. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bit of schadenfreude for me to like take to relish in that, but I am like, or what's the other one that was kind of a whitewashing movie? Oh, uh, Aloha, where Emma Stone played oh, yeah. a played a. Yeah, and uh, even uh, the fact that she won an Oscar, people still that she knows that was not okay. Like people like make yeah. that joke all the time. But like, that's like yeah, that, she's yeah. great, but. Aloha, yeah. <laughs> you know. But people like, will get it. That's uh, yeah, yeah. it is a fact. Or if if you are a white celebrity, yeah, I do think you can wait three weeks and everyone will forget your controversy. <laughs> Casey Affleck won an Oscar. Yeah, no one's talking about his sexual assault. Yeah. cases. You know, I'm not. Mm. I'm not saying any of that was has been proven or whatever. But how come it's not even being talked about? Yeah, yeah. that's insane. People. Well, yeah, and like Trump. You know, people are like Trump. He's the president, and he raped his wife. Like, and yeah, and meanwhile, like with Hillary, it's like she just doesn't smile enough. Yeah, there's there's so many ingrained kind of like just things that keep that stuff. That's like we can poke holes at these types of people. Yeah, types and uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But with bombing, it's like there's our our power of being like i'm I'm not gonna support this a little bit hopefully or, i mean yeah. i'm not saying those are the reason those things bombed but they, they probably were also pretty bad movies or whatever but <laughs> well yeah those are also yeah garbage films. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. but but I'm, i mean it does go it just goes to show i think i don't know i think as more people as if more people can be to bring it back mm-hmm. muhammad ali's in the entertainment world in the sense of standing for something and yeah. then you know individually asserting that that thing like he says in the great you know that thing of like um 
these are my goals, not yours. Get used to me. This is yeah. different than what you're used to, but get used to it. I think that's yeah. important. The more people that do that, the more people that help put other people at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, Shonda Rhimes is a good example, I think, as in terms yeah, of the way she casts her awesome. shows. She's very good about like making her shows look like the real world and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there's a variety of people. There's a variety- yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a, a thing that's happened recently. It's like yeah. it's not just gorgeous people yeah. like, on TV and everything. It's, it's real like- people. It's a little yeah. better. Yeah. Which is so funny because that's something that, you know, Italian cinema did in the 50s with neorealist movies mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, real people can be in movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that stuff's important. I don't know. Yeah. I think, it, 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 I think the art gets better, which is what we're all yeah. in it for. Yeah. 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 The work and, gets better. And I think, yeah, going back to Muhammad Ali, like, I think just taking the time to like know who you are, like what you're fighting for and why you're doing it. Like, yeah. it's so important. I think it's easy to go through life just kind of living for like what you think are like accomplishments because society's told you they're accomplishments and not really like stop and be like, wait, why, why am I doing this? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Standing up for whatever you believe in, I think is so important. I mean, can you just imagine being an outspoken Muslim in the in that day and age? And yeah. Even now, it's hard to imagine a celebrity. Like, I can't imagine one celebrity in America who would come forth very yeah. proudly and say that they're Muslim. Yeah. I don't. I mm-hmm. I know he's. I'm not. This is not shit talking at all because I don't <laughs> even know the facts. But mm-hmm. I think Aziz Ansari has some. I'm not sure if his family is Muslim or not, but right. uh, but it might be. Uh-huh. It's not something he'd, he'd ever bring up, I don't no. think. And I don't blame him for it. I yeah. get why, especially it's in the climate we have now. It's easier to talk about yeah. what's the deal with texting someone you like. You're right, exactly. <laughs> being, yeah, and yeah. It, I'm not saying I'm not trying to hold him no, his feet no. to the fire, especially in our community where we are all linked <laughs> with each other. I, I respect, I think he's a great yeah. comedian. He's one of my uh, heroes in terms of yeah. uh, but, his work. Yeah. Uh, but, but, I, but I don't think there is someone... Who who would be yeah take like a risk like Ali did yeah, for that you know totally. who, who just stood up for what he believed into that degree yeah. and I'm not saying I agree with everything he believed in there was something you know he he obviously the Nation of Islam preached a lot of racial segregation which I I fully understand why at the time that right. that that yeah, was yeah. more of a thing and I uh you know he he wasn't the most uh generous of husbands probably to his <laughs> to his yeah. to his first wife especially you know <laughs> stuff the, the various things like that yeah um. But I don't know, man. I, yeah. I still think. I mean, that's, I mean, religion in general, I don't think like even just in our UCB community, people being like, I, I this, I'm a religious person and right. like explaining why and defending it. I right. think people are more like quiet about what their beliefs yeah, are. Yeah, I think you so too. assume everyone's atheist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, there was a very funny Where Gross show. Where Gross is the show at UCB hosted by Gilly and Asim. Yeah, who, such a good show too. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But she had uh, Madeline Walter on one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, like well, as a guest, and her, she asked her like, so what is something you're embarrassed of? And Madeline, very she was like, I believe in God. <laughs> and the audience died. It was so funny because yeah. it was so earnest and honest. Yeah, but the yeah. fact that she was like so embarrassed. And yeah. she was, it was very sweet. And it's because, yeah, we're in a pretty left-leaning like yeah. uh, secular mm-hmm. community of people and i i get it i've um you always want to people just want to fit in i think a yeah. little bit yeah that's something that ali taught me is not necessary or is at least yeah. you know fit into the degree you want to fit in yeah and then be an I individual because yeah and I, th- I don't know for me like sacrificing who i am to 
fit in yeah is very exhausting yeah oh absolutely and it's not productive for you or anyone else it doesn't make me feel good it doesn't it also like, it limits you. I don't you. feel like I grow as a person. No, you're limited. Like, yeah, you can, yeah. you can't be as great as you could be. Yeah. If you weren't if you were an individual, you yeah. know, like you. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, we all need communities and friends right. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But fitting in, I think, yeah. is more. It's being. It's weird because we all. Try, everyone tries to fit in, and the mm-hmm. people we admire most in history are the people who are individuals. You yeah. know, th- those are the people who change the destinies of nations of mm-hmm. the world. Those are the. You know, those are the people who literally change the face yeah. of, of humanity over time. And for good probably, and bad. Yeah, it's, it's the Genghis right. Khan, it's also the Genghis Khans and <laughs> yeah. it's the Alexander the Greats yeah. and it's the Churchills and it's mm-hmm. the Hitlers and it's yeah. the you know, the good the, the good people to the, yeah. the Ali's yeah. and the uh, Mother Teresa's and so on. Yeah, but it seems like you have to have a part of you that's an outsider to yeah. kind of look in and be like, Yeah, I think yeah. it's like I went to Rome, I got to feel like what it was to be looked at as an Olympic athlete. Yeah. And, win and then come back home and then now i'm an outsider to my home yeah to this community that yeah. i'm seeing now like oh yeah like there we have a big problem we have a big problem know? yeah exactly yeah. it's so yeah um and it's hard yeah. to do that if you're just like following the herd all the I time i do think so yeah. i do really believe this and this is not a popular opinion for good reason but i really believe that <laughs> um common sense or um what is the word like uh, um common wisdom what what's the word for, isn't there a, there's a there's a common mm-hmm. phrase for that but i i don't know why it's escaping me um yeah. li- like what whatever the word is um popular wisdom whatever it is mm-hmm. i think it's mainstream mainstream wisdom popular wisdom yeah. just, just what everyone accepts as as, as right or smart or true yeah i think 90 90 of it is garbage like almost all of it is bad limiting yeah mediocre because mm-hmm. most people are average or the word average wouldn't exist mm-hmm. so if you want to have a very average <laughs> life follow yeah. those beliefs and those truths yeah. you know that's just how that's yeah i i'd agree like you know i mean for instance We've never met Muhammad Ali. Like yeah. we're we're talking very generally about his yes, life. And yes. I think most conversations people have is about things they really don't know about. It's like mm-hmm. headlines they've seen right. on Facebook and right. maybe on CNN, right. Washington Post if they've, you know, sophisticated themselves to that degree. Yes. But that's still average, yes. you know, status quo. Exactly. And yeah, it's like those those conversations are happen- happening constantly. So it's like, are you having an original thought? Are <laughs> you like, are you taking time to like, yeah. think about like, yeah, who you are and what you believe in yeah. as opposed to just being like in a loophole of yeah. what is being fed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is podcast has been a commercial for Breitbart.com. <laughs> Get yeah. your information, not from the lame stream. Yeah. Media. Also brought to you by Blue Apron. Yeah. Squarespace. <laughs> Audible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Too the other free, like yeah. big one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a sponsor on the show? Should, should um, I do Right now, I think the ad <laughs> running is BarkBox. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, BarkBox. It's, uh, it's like you get a treats. subscription box for do- for treats. For, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like loot crate for dogs. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I would like to. I mean, I know these exist, but we should hit them. Like we are our weed podcast. I'm too effing high mm. is also a podcast every yeah, week. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, we do it like we do live. We do live episodes once a month and then episodes in the studio that drop yeah. every week. And we um are we're sponsored by two like one is a weed dispensary makes and, sense and on one brand. is uh yep and one is like a joint 
making company. They're both weed. Well, yeah. And they, they're the way they hook up is, up is just great products. Like we, do they send you guys products and stuff? Oh yeah, we got awesome. we do a different strain for every. Yeah. Oh, we pick them up, but a different strain every week for our guests. Yeah. Like so, we so we're high on a different strain, so it's a different kind of vibe. vibe we can nice, judge it nice. or like yeah, yeah. not judge it, but like evaluate how it feels. Yeah, um, I like that. I, it's like the you guys are like the weed connoisseurs. Yeah, we got it, exactly. But yeah. I think I know there are weed subscription boxes, and that would be cool to have. That would be ones, cool. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite. I haven't watched it in a while. I don't even know if he's still doing it, but uh, have you watched uh, Getting Doug with High? I have, yes. Yeah. Yes. And one of my favorite things about the show is just looking at all the free shit he has on his oh, table. Oh, yeah. It and like good. having a guest and being like, whatever you want. Whatever you, you want, know? buddy. And they're like, oh, that's mm, great. okay, I think I'm going to do this cute little pipe or yeah. oh, fuck yeah, a volcano. Yeah. Like, it's this pretty great. so big. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, a little smorgasbord of weed, yeah. <laughs> of so, weed accessories. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. I mean, I also, in general, love like how generous the weed community feels like I hear stories <laughs> yeah. of people like yeah i went to go check out this dispensary and i got 10 free joints and like this thing and this thing it's like yeah. they're always like always trying to share stuff with you yeah, yeah it's so yeah. true yeah yeah yeah, there's a weed delivery guy who I've ordered from before, and he just was like, "Hey, did I give you like a Christmas present yet after Christmas?" And then gave me a bunch, like gave yeah. me a vape, and then some free yeah. weed, and a bunch yeah. of other edibles and shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we stoners are generous in general. Um, yeah, like I've never heard like, "Oh, oh, don't get high with this person." They're just always like freeloading yeah. or whatever. It's like, yeah, like I'm somebody that's guilty of like don't usually buy weed but end up just getting high that's by being around it. people and yeah. no one's ever been like hey that's not cool yeah <laughs> yeah like, we don't so care. It's like, no it's great yeah. I, I, if you come to the live show that's why we have a snack fairy yeah give out snacks at a certain point there's blaze breaks yeah. there's free gifts from our sponsors at yeah. various points i don't want to say anymore but you guys should come <laughs> yeah fun. and also your show is very similar to like going to a concert where people are just passing joints around like well yeah our plan is like it's <laughs> uh, or we try to do it like a party like a well-planned yeah. party we obviously yeah. plan all the bits as much as we can do all the work yeah. we can and then just mm-hmm. have a party at the show super high and be like mm, here we go have fun. Yeah, yeah 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 that's awesome yeah awesome well yeah. thanks so much for coming on the oh show. thanks for having me on that was really fun to, yeah. to geek out a little bit about yeah. ali i mean uh, yeah take everything i said with a grain of salt this is one one indian guy's perspective on a, <laughs> on a, on a great american hero yes yeah thanks thanks for having me <laughs> feeling sick and bad i'm thinking about the good time and that's the episode thanks drew for coming on nemo is finding new and creative ways to insert him into the show now he's terrorizing guests nemo he's my co-host that's i guess i just have to make him my co-host because he keeps finding ways to come on the air and do some fun shenanigans remember guys you can check out drew at the ucb theater on herald night with rococo and on mod night with the new team mr bird and also check out two effing high with james mastriani a podcast where drew can be heard as dj blue dream remember you can follow me on twitter and instagram at cassie jerkins be sure to rate and review us on itunes i will read your five-star review on air just try me and also, if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds and click on our support our artist button. It'll take you straight to Amazon. You shop like you normally would. And I get a little kickback to keep this show going. See you next week. Bye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.